This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's a special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. As we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and we broadcast to you uh, on a Sunday night, Jay Doc, where we talk to the Delaware Valley, and we're set up live and broadcasting up on the corner of 8th and Market. So let me transition uh, quickly to you uh, to give the listening audience uh, an opportunity to understand what the special will be all about. Yeah, so we have a, uh, a, a demonstration here um, with the News Guild of Greater Philadelphia. Certainly, we're, we're, we're protesting and demonstrating against layoffs of, of our members. And you and I are associate members of the News Guild, so this is near and dear to us. Uh, happy to bring into the program the president of the News Guild of Greater Philadelphia, Diane Master. How are you, Diane? Well, I wish we were here on more pleasant circumstances. Uh, can you, if you will, just explain to our listeners what is going on and what the issues are. So we are, we at the Inquirer are facing layoffs. Um, uh, we have just had a situation where the company sought uh, 30 of my members take, to take a buyout. Uh, we came up short, 22 did. And so the company is planning on uh, meeting with me on Friday. Um, and the expectation is, is that they will announce layoffs. And uh, what is the purpose of the layoffs. In other words, the, the structure of, of, of the ownership now is a combination of a non-profit and a for-profit. Talk about that for a while. It's, it's distressing that we're facing this because we are now owned by a non-profit. We are a, for, a for-profit company owned by a non-profit, the Lenfest Institute. When Jerry Lenfest donated us to that institute that he created out of his generosity, we were told our lives would get so much better that we would no longer have to face the pressures that other media companies face, such as shareholder pressure or investor pressure. Uh, We had no hedge funds, greedy hedge funds to worry about. And instead, uh, we are facing the same thing that every media company everywhere is facing. The company is taking the same old, tired, destructive playbook and applying it to us rather than exercising the kind of innovation that Jerry Lenfest said that uh, he wanted. Diane, let me get you to, let me ask you, if you will, just so we can visually create a visual for the listening audience. Uh, All of the uh, individuals who are out here today for the rally, they have a look of confusion. They have a look of concern. Um, there's a heavy burden. I can feel it as I stand here. No, you you are very perceptive. Um, this is a newsroom that has gone through cut after cut over the years. We have gone through bankruptcy. We have gone through multiple owners. And we are now a newsroom that has the burden of more job loss. This company... Uh, laid off a newsroom manager 
earlier this week. So people are scared. People really do believe that the cuts are coming, you know, the union's way. And I'm telling you, uh, this is a group that has gone 10 years without an across-the-board pay raise. Think about that, Jay, Doc. Think about that for a minute. And let me ask the audience listening to think about that. Think of that timeline, 10 years. Especially with the cost of living. I mean, it's ridiculous. One of the confusing things, how, how does the nonprofit get funded? Uh, the nonprofit gets funding through the generosity of donors throughout this region. Uh, it gets grants, um, but what we are told is that the nonprofit is permitted to pay our operating expenses. Um, so my argument is, you know, we are in a city that uh, that takes care of its traditions, right? Uh, it raised money to uh, renovate the Wanamaker organ. It uh, renovated Love Park. Um, we are hoping that Philadelphia views us as a treasure that is also worth saving, and we really need their help. These very rich people that are in the city, they need to step up and help. This is the place where the founding fathers said that democracy was important to protect and that a free press was the path to that democracy. And uh, they are weakening us day by day. And, and uh, you guys, we've, we've uh, Joe, we, we've, we've been in the middle of this fight for a long time with them. Bill Ross has been on many times. And he'll be on later during the broadcast. Yeah. But uh, one, of the, one of the issues was seniority. Um, how's that being affected in, in, in this particular situation? 22 people took buyouts, which means there's eight left. Right. Is there any clue where they're going? Are they getting, is, 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 um, is uh, seniority going to be a part of that? Or Seniority under our contract is a factor in a layoff, but it is not the sole factor. The company wanted a little wiggle room on that years ago because they wanted to be able to be a competitive company in the digital world. And if we continued to lay off the newest hires, we would constantly lose the talents of that generation. So the Guild gave a little on that, recognizing that for the importance of our company, sure. we needed to have a blend of sure. expertise. But now um, we are very, very concerned that these layoffs will hit all of the high seniority people. The names, the treasures in this city, like um, Stu Bykovsky, um, he's terrified. Uh, he very much believes that he's vulnerable. And that is a voice oh, that this a city is known. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. When you start going in that direction, you're right. Treasures is a good way to look at the, the, the freedom of the press and the quality of the media. It's a special uh, broadcast of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Diane, two minutes until uh, we get to the break. I'd love for you to uh, reflect for 60 seconds uh, on the meaning of the power of the Inquirer, the Daily News, Philly.com. There's a need for it today more than ever. And the impact. I mean, the impact well, they create on our on our. Yeah. So uh, among our uh, protesters here today are um, Pulitzer Prize winners who have exposed the dangers in the city. They have exposed the toxic classrooms in the city for which they have been thanked, you know, by the community over and over again. Let's take a look at today. We have a refinery shutting down. We have Hahnemann Hospital shutting down. And the two people that are the lead reporters on those stories, they have been at this newspaper for decades. And they have an 
unrivaled expertise. And if we lose them, every moment that we lose that kind of expertise, the city is done a disservice. The city that relies on this kind of a watchdog helping improve their life. And I'm telling you, Philadelphia wants to be a top-notch city. It's not going to be a top-notch city if it has a very, very weak media presence. Well done, well said. Special broadcast of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to our first commercial break. We'll be back with more of the story on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's a special edition, Jay Doc, of the broadcast tonight. We're outside of the studio where we normally broadcast at 4th and Market. We're four blocks up. We're at the corner of 8th and Market. We are up to support the News Guild of Greater Philadelphia. Uh, great opening segment with Diane, who joined us to, la- to set the stage for the listening yeah, audience. I want to thank Diane Master, the president of the News Guild of Greater Philadelphia. Certainly, you can see the emotion. Big crowd here, a lot of the News Guild workers. You and I are associate members of the News Guild. Um, ha- happy to bring into the program Jim Gartler, CWA 13,000. Jim, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys today? Well, uh, we're great, and it's great to see you down at Union supporting other unions. Uh, you guys have been up, uh, you know, to your ears in, in fights against corporate, you know, conglomerates. How important is it? when you're going through that the show, that have other unions show support. It, it, it's very important, and, and it's it's unique in this situation here is that the Newspaper Guild is actually affiliated with the CWA. So these are our brothers and sisters that are part of our union, our international union, and we stand with them every time this fight comes up with the Inquirer, the Daily News, whoever it may be. And, you know, when they come in and announce that they want to cut bodies... And, and, and take people out of work. You know, it's just, it's characteristic of big corporations today. They just want to put people out of work and do more with less. And you know, the interesting thing is, so they got a nonprofit arm here. They got a really weird structure. And and Jerry Lenfest created the nonprofit. And, 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 and like Diane said, he all but assured them that they wouldn't have to worry about the same issues that other newspapers with the hedge, being owned by hedge funds around the country. And look where we're at now. Um, what can we do as union brothers and sisters, you know, across the city to send a message to the ownership of Philly.com, of the Inquirer, to let them know we support our media, we support our, our writers, and we don't want to see layoffs? Well, I, I think something that's important, and they ask for it on their website every single day. They look for comments from people. Well, what, how about a comment about what you're doing to the people that actually work for you and put this product out each and every day for us to look at? Go on and comment to these individuals that are in charge of this company. Leave a comment. Let them know that we shouldn't be laying people off when we have work out there to support the staff being there. Jim Brother joining us here on Saturday Night Live, a special edition of Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Jimmy, I asked uh, Diane when she came on uh, in the opening segment um, to convey some of the angst and some of the pain and some of the frustration right now that a lot of the workers that are here 
are unnecessarily going through. I mean, it's, it's something that people fear every day. You come into work and you expect to have a job. And then, you know, you receive, a, I believe they receive some sort of profit sharing. So obviously the company's doing well enough to provide them some sort of compensation. And then in the same breath, you turn around and say, hey, some of you may not be working here in the near future. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's difficult for people to swallow when they have houses, mortgages, families. And, you, and you've gone through that with a, a major corporation. And we've discussed this many times. But when you're you're a labor leader and you're looking at your membership and you know and you don't know if they're and some and what's interesting seniority has been a big part of these individuals here they've worked really hard and when you're dealing with seniority you're talking to individuals that have worked really hard particularly in this uh, industry to earn a good wage where going to earn a good wage if you're laid off when you're 55 or 53 you're not old enough to retire you spent 30 years at the newspaper you got to you got to know there's got to be fear in the eyes of some of these people and i think what people have to realize at least from our perspective and and let me state that i'm here also on behalf of pat oiting and the philly council the afl cio representing all the unions across the city Absolutely. And, and people need to understand that they have the support the full support of all labor across the city I mean, when we had a strike uh, several years ago against a corporation, labor stepped up for us big time. And, you know, if that situation presents itself here, if there's something we can do to help out, I know Bill Ross will reach out and let us know so we can do anything we can. Well, and to that point, Jim, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor will be right there. I mean, we, we profess weekly, J-Doc, that we get the opportunity to use this powerful radio station to deliver the message and that's what we're doing today. And that's what we're doing but you know what's amazing? When people stereotype unions and they think it's just, you know, we're all construction drives me crazy. Well, it's just I'm, a stereotype I'm an iron worker so I resemble that fact but the, but the point is this is, a, this is a, a great example when you look at our union workforce. These are the, 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 the writers, the individuals that we've been reading, you know, whose, whose articles and, and we've been reading for years. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a unique situation as, as people drive up Market Street and see the individuals that are on strike. It just shows the diversity in our community, Jim. And it's, it's good to see this kind of turnout right now for something that pretty much came together in the last couple of days. Oh, it's yeah. a huge turnout right now, you know, standing out here in this 90-degree uh, weather. But uh, it's it's what you have to do. Well, and, and, and kudos to Bill Ross and Diane Mastro and we you see Harold Gensler here. Um, Danny Bowder from the AFLC, I was also here. And you got in. I mean, if you could just, Joe, you always say, radio is theater to the mind. Man, if this isn't solidarity, and, and you know, Jim, you spent your whole career, pre, you know, demonstrating solidarity. You're right. It, 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 for just putting this thing together uh, a few days ago, the emotion, by the way, so Diane said there's 22 people that took a, a layoff. These are, and they want eight more people. Wow. There's hundreds of people here fighting for those eight people who, by the way, we don't know who they are. And hopefully, Bill, you know, as this progresses, he keeps us in the loop. And we have an opportunity to do what we can to help out as this thing progresses forward. Special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to a commercial break. We'll continue with our broadcast from 8th and Market back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. 
Jackson back here live on a special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's a special broadcast, J-Doc, as we gather today uh, up at 8th and Market to support uh, the newspaper good. Special thanks to Jim Gardler for coming on. And I thought uh, there were so many good sound bites in Jim's interview, but I sure. thought the one very important, meaningful message uh, in Jim's message was the entire union community, the entire AFL-CIO sure. here in solidarity with the workers. Well, he talks at uh, President Pat Eiding at the AFL-CIO here in Philly, um, who does an amazing job. You know, supporting our unions, um, you know, it's just a, it's showing their support the whole deal. We're, we're, uh, we're in the middle of this really amazing rally, and, and we're going to bring on the program uh, executive director of the News Guild and the individual who, along with Diane Mastro and the leadership here, has created this demonstration. Bill, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Joe. You did a fantastic Thank job. You. I mean, uh, Jim Carter was just on the program. Marvel at, at the show of solidarity. Um, tell us what's going through your mind right now. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's very frustrating. Uh, this is an employer that we've helped repeatedly, um, made concession after concession, uh, worked with this new management team on any changes they needed, both in the newsroom and in the advertising department, hoping that there was a path to sustainability. And then once again, you know, after they distribute profit-sharing checks to our members because they were profitable last year, they announced only a week or two later they wanted to have buyouts and layoffs, or potential layoffs. So it's, it's like the same old playbook. Bill, can I ask you to dive a little deeper so the audience can really understand what it means when you say that you've worked with this organization, you've worked with this group on concessions over that period of time? Over, yeah, they go back, Joe, honestly, the concession started back in probably 2009 when they went bankrupt, and it just repeated year after year. You now have this new ownership model as of 2015 where the for-profit enterprise, which is the Inquirer, uh, the Daily News and Philly.com is owned by a nonprofit, the Lenfest Institute for Journalism. And it's the only model like that in the country. Um, they're sitting, the, the Institute is sitting on over $60 million in an endowment, but they can't use that money to fund the operating costs of the for profit enterprise. So they still have to make a profit, even if it's a dollar. They just have to make a profit to cover their expenses and their costs. You know, you talk about loyalty, and you guys have bent over backwards for the employer. It was a promise with the new structure uh, that there would be no, there would no longer be uh, concern for workers and for the membership. Um, you, you feel like you're getting let down, and that the loyalty is not being reciprocated. Correct. Yeah, the new publisher and the CEO, you know, assured us there's one knocking on the door. There's no head funds. There's no bankers. You know, they need to make a dollar. That's the quote he keeps using. We only need to make a dollar. And they've made a dollar. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they were uh, extremely profitable compared to their competition in, in, in newspapers today. So... To, to come up out of the blue with we need to reduce the guild staff yet again it makes just it just makes no sense to us bill why do they say it why do they say it and not do it why i, I just it drives me it's, crazy joe it's like uh what's that expression they came uh, in town with uh, um, promises and a pocket full of lies that's what it seems like and uh, uh the new publisher is just very disappointing that uh he hasn't been able to, to turn this thing are around. They, are they trying hard enough to fundraise? It's a nonprofit. Right. This is a big city. Right. Okay. Right. We want a quality newspaper. You know one of the things you want? You want accountability. And the media and the quality media is what keeps 
you know, the city and you know, the, uh, our leadership and, and, and really our community accountable. Right. It, it, you know, you're talking, we, like, like Diane said, we have Pulitzer Prize winners in this picket line right here, Correct. in this demonstration Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Uh, is there any way to, that, that to, you know, that the public can contribute? This is a nonprofit. And do you think, uh, you know, I'm, it's, a, it's a unique, it's a unique um, uh, structure. Uh, you talked about executives working for the for-profit. Are they laying any of them off? Uh, not as, not not as. Not that you're aware. Of. Not, I'm aware. Not not today. Um, again, management layers always seem like there's, uh, you know, uh, um, middle management or upper management. Um, but they, I understand they need managers to run the company. But it's our members that produce the stories. It's our members that take the photographs. It's our members that sell the ads and handle all the circulation complaints when your newspaper doesn't get delivered. So. It's our members yet again that are taking the brunt of we need to reduce the force again. And, Billy, it's your members that are here, and I mentioned this to Diane in the opening segment, and um, I don't mean to be repetitive for the listening audience, but I do want to drive it home. Uh, there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of worry. There's a Correct. lot of uh, concern, and and... and I think it's unnecessary. It's 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 hard. They're the angst, you know, the, the not, level not unnecessary by the individual. I think the scenario being created by the employer, an, by the employer, is an unnecessary and, scenario. And they do that on purpose because, again, you don't know if your beat is going to change. You don't know what job you may land in. So the question is, if you're retirement eligible, is this buyout for you? And and that's the way they usually put these things out. And um, and it and it causes you know a lot of agita and a lot of concern from the for the members. What two things? What's the timetable? And and and. I hear you chanting something here. What 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 the chant? No layoffs. Was it no layoffs? Um, yeah, yeah. No layoffs was the message. And uh, and, and and the uh, what's the timetable here? We'll know on Friday. We'll we'll meet with upper management on Friday, and they'll tell us where we are on the buyouts. I believe we're at about twenty-five. Um, so five yep. short. Um, so if they decide on Friday that they need to reduce the force, they'd have to give us at least fifteen days' notice to notify the employees and then we negotiate over the actual layoffs yeah i mean it's a it's it's a very difficult situation i would love um for the listeners to, to you know to to, to to learn how they can help when you got a non-profit by the way you know you can i mean why aren't we doing major fundraisers here why that's, I mean, that's we're top-notch city right. why aren't we uh if we want quality newspaper if the, the people that we grew up with uh j-doc i've got to interrupt you I cannot believe, as I stand here today, that the man, Mr. Jerry Lenfest, the individual, Jerry Lenfest, the individual, the philanthropist, the man who launched and funded the Veterans Parade the very first time, I cannot believe that he would allow or stand for this. So why don't we just reach out for, to his son? I'm, I'm just being honest. Because, you know, he, I see him on Facebook, and he's always championing his dad, and he wants a... He wants a um, Jay Duck, he was an incredible man. I can't believe... Right. Bill, thought on it? Yeah, no, no, I'm just being honest here. Why don't, why don't, why don't Chase, why don't he jump in with, with you know, and, and continue the legacy, keep it going that his father uh, felt so strong about? Just a thought. I don't know. That's a call out to you, Chase. You're my Facebook friend, so just laying it out there. His dad, you know, left left this company. He spent a lot of money to take sole ownership, uh, over 100 and what is 120 some odd million dollars, and then 
turned it over to the Philadelphia Foundation. They then created the Lenfest Institute with the goal of sustaining quality journalism in the town that Jerry loved. And uh, he, he said this was the biggest venture he's done and the, the one he's happiest about. So I agree with you um, on the fundraising part. I'm not sure how it's structured. If, if you can make a donation to the, to the nonprofit, I'm sure you can. The question is, where does that money go? It can't go into the for-profit. No, but if, you so. can fundra- it's an, if it's a nonprofit, okay? Yeah, but the uh, for-profit, the, pro- the issue is right. the for-profit piece of it has to to a penny. Yep. A, a, a penny Correct. above the red line. Correct. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't take that fundraise those fundraising dollars and give them to the inquirer. Can you or can you not do an amendment? So they say. I, I get. You, I, how about doing an amendment absolutely. with the nonprofit board? You know, restructuring, doing what we have to do to keep our city. You know, in in Correct. In, in top five. What what, what, right. what do we were uh, the same way? Someone just donated. Was it fifty million dollars to the Philadelphia Orchestra? They're able to use five million of it or ten million for the operation of the orchestra. And so, and that's great. I, I agree love with the you. orchestra. But it would be nice to be able to read about the orchestra somewhere. So, yeah. and I'm not kidding about uh, you, you know shouting out the chase, you know, to continue his father's legacy. Boom, Bill Ross. Thank you. A, a tough job in front of you. Big shoulders uh, for all of these workers. When we come back on this special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, we'll talk with some of the workers back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk here. <laughs> God bless you. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's a special edition of Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Jay Doc, it was um, uh, great to be able to be here on the corner of 8th and Market to be able to uh, deliver and share the message of solidarity that went on here today for all of the workers. You know, and, and, and hopefully we can make a difference because uh, within a week uh, there's going to be a potential an announcement uh, for layoffs uh, from our new skilled workers and, and uh, certainly it's an emotional time. It's great to see the passion and the solidarity from everybody involved. Uh, uh, we have three individuals here in our final set that are going to talk about what, you know, what's going on in their, you know, with their situation and what this situation means to them. Uh, Howard Gensler, past president, New Skilled. How are you, sir? I'm all right, Joe. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Howard, not you your s- first rodeo, Howard. You've been here before. You've done a lot of these things. You've done a lot of them uh, under the hot heat of the sun. Um, today seemed to be tough. There was a lot of angst today. Your thoughts, your opinions on it? I think each time we do this, there's more angst because there's there are fewer people who've been under the gun more and more times. And um, it's just one of these things. We've been fighting this same fight now for more than a decade. And every time, the company, the only answer they have is layoffs. And they keep weakening the product, and then circulation goes down, and then money goes down, and then they say, oh, we need more layoffs. Um, what they need is new management and new ideas. And, and it's amazing, you know, that, that individuals um, who've dedicated their lives, uh, and, 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 and this was with the new structure, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Uh, we have two guests who are, who are actual members of the union and, and writers for the, for the publications. If you will, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Deb Waddell. I'm on the copy desk in the sports department. And I also let it edit and lay out the editorial pages for the Daily News. 
Uh, Amy Rosenberg. I'm a reporter based at the Jersey Shore. I've been at the Inquirer for over 30 years. Deb, how long have you been? Uh, almost 30 years. It will be 30 years in October uh, at, on the sports desk. And how, how tired are the two of you of, of, of going through either something like this or similar? Because management in the past has chosen profits over our quality writers and our members. Um, and now in a situation where, in my opinion, just not trying hard enough not to lay people off. I've always thought that what we do is more of a calling yeah. than a profession. And I get frustrated when it gets to the point where we have to talk so much dollars and cents and not so much, not as much as I think we should with the work that we're trying to do to serve the readers of our products. Uh, I, I, I even go so far as I, I, I teach at uh, a university part-time and I tell my students that we're in the work to serve the readers. I tell them I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I edit the boxing stories as best as I can because there are readers here who are boxing fans. And that's what got me into the business when I was in, or got me interested in the business when I was in high school. I studied four years at a college, and I've been doing this work nonstop for more than 40 years. Amy? Yeah, I, I would say we're not tired at all. I mean, all of us, first of all, with our jobs, we love our jobs. We love the people that read our stories and, and see, our, see what we produce all the time. We're, we're, some of us are more enthusiastic than ever before about our jobs. And that's why it's so frustrating when we're run by people who don't appreciate us and the only thing they know how to do is to attack the reporters and, and everyone else who's, who's working to put out these products, which the readers appreciate. And, and you know, we're, o we're owned by the Lenfest Institute, which makes all kinds of promises and pats itself on the back on Twitter. And they're all proud of, of saving local news, but yet they turn the, they turn the other way and, and they allow the management of the Inquirer to then target local news. So that's what's frustrating for us. Amy, let me get you that. Let, let me ask you. You uh, tell stories for a living. You get to the truth. What's the truth here? The truth here is where it's a difficult climate for news. We all know that. We're, we're all fighting for journalism and the First Amendment and democracy, and we all take our jobs more seriously than ever, and it's more important than ever, and we all, we all know that it's changing, and we work every day to change what we do and to evolve. And the, the people who make the decisions at, at Lenfest and the Philadelphia Inquirer, they seem stuck in the old playbook of, oh, we, it, we'll, we'll have to you know, fire the reporters or take it out on, on the staff instead of you know, working with us and, and creating a future for what we do. Oh. I agree Pretty with Amy. Words. Yeah, I agree with Amy 100%. And it doesn't seem to matter who the publisher is. Um, management basically has stayed the same, and all the t changes have been um, amongst the staff, amongst the workers. They always feel that the answer is to lay off workers. And it's never worked. So why you would keep going back to the same thing that over and over again hasn't worked says a lot more about management to me than it does about anything else. What's on the line? I asked the threes, what is on the line? And I don't mean just in, in dollars and cents, but when, when media is being treated like this, what's the big picture? Amy? 
The big picture is that the future of news and the future of watchdog journalism and the future of journalism that connects people and that you know people turn to and, and all the things we always talk about. You know, there's a reason that uh, you know people showed up for us here. It's because we've showed up at. at at their rallies, and we cover their rallies, and we go out into neighborhoods, and, and people, I always think there's such a huge disconnect between what the management thinks of its workers and what, you know, the readers and the and the customers think of its workers. You know, I feel extremely appreciated by the people who, who read my stories and, and, you know, read the Inquirer, and I'm, I'm proud. I've been proud for more than 30 years to be working for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and that's what's at stake. And I feel like, you know, Philly deserves deserves good journalism. And that's why the Lenfest Institute was created to preserve that. And instead, you know, we're we're back to back to this. Yep. Deb, you get a chance to comment on the sign. The Inquirer can and must do better. And there's a lot of history with your with you and this property. Um, so I think I don't want to self-anoint you the expert, but I certainly value and respect your opinion. What are your thoughts on it? Um, I think in a lot of ways we have done better. I think we've we cover things the best we can. We've changed our working habits in order to meet the demands of a new media uh, environment, new media model. Um, and I think we need to be respected by the people who employ us the the ma management they, they need to respect the work that we do and and treasure the work that we do Howard I think fake news now is a very popular term but what the Inquirer does and what the Daily News do is go into neighborhoods and tell stories of people they tell stories of your sport te sports teams they um, tell about problems of safety in your public schools and none of that is fake news. And it unfortunately, it all gets thrown under the same label. But if one goes, it all goes. You know, and what the Inquirer and the Daily News have done for years is shine a light on parts of this city that no one else is shining a light on. And it would be a horrible thing to lose that. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you. It's a special edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And just for the uh, clarity for the uh, listening audience, Jay Doc, some of the uh, sirens in the background and some of the uh, external noise that is part of what you hear as we deliver you the broadcast on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, that is because we are up at 8th and Market uh, for a demonstration day. Um, and I just want to make sure sure the audience gets that, that sure. they understand that. You know, one of the things we saw here was a lot of solidarity. You saw a lot of union involved. And like, like you said, Amy, you guys have showed up at, at their their demonstrations as support of solidarity. How important is that uh, when, you know, you know you're going through your stressful situation where you see, uh, you know, that, you know, I know that you got CWA 13,000. We, we had Jim Gartner here and I knew you guys were part of them. But still, it's great to see their leadership, the leadership from the AFL-CIO, letting them know, letting you know that they support your cause. What does that mean to you guys? 
Yeah, it means a lot to us. Yeah, we, you know, we reporters generally we operate kind of in our own our own thing. Where, sure. Where, when people where, think where, of union members, they think of the guys up, you know, on the buildings and all those things. Much bigger than that. Yeah, it's much yeah. bigger than that. Well, what's interesting that I've found, and I, I'm very proud to be a union member all these years, but I, what I've seen in the last few years is that the younger members of our union are very ag- agitated and they're they're fearless. Right. And and I think management kind of somehow assumes that the young people aren't going to want to participate in the union or they're not going to want to advocate for gender and and gender equity and uh, equity for people of color. We've talked a lot about the hierarchy, the leadership hierarchy and the failings in, in terms of women and people of color and, and it's hard to get through to them on that but the younger people in that newsroom are really, they're very active in this union and it, that, that is the kind of solidarity that, that I think about. Well what's interesting is corporate always, they underestimate union and one of the things about young people today, and they've done surveys, but the young people today are very pro-union. In other words, when they look at and 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 it's always like a it's always like a, an ebb and flow. Uh, you know, once they start taking our rights away, we want to we want to unite. We want solidarity. We we want collective bargaining. And what I saw today was a group of members that were united today, were united together with young people that are not you know not you're backing away. So, more you know you got our support. We want you to know that, and and obviously. You know, we hope that they hear us. And Deb, for your storied career of 40 years. Almost. almost well, that, that includes being a student journalist okay, as well. So but we'll take on, it. on the doorstep yeah. of that, for your storied career, we say thank you uh, to you. Howard, I give you last word. 30 seconds, sir. Um, I think it's incredibly important for um, the people of the city to get behind the newspaper and we're inc- very appreciative of the other unions for our, their support. I think Bill is, Ross has done a tremendous job bringing the News Guild into the family of unions in the city because it wasn't always like that. Absolutely. Amy, Deb, and Howard, thank you uh, very much uh, for ch- chatting with us uh, here uh, on this uh, day. Howard, thank you again uh, very much. Frank, where am I in time? How much time do I have? Okay, so here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to uh, break for 60 seconds, and then, J-Doc, you and I will come back for just closing remarks. We'll have two minutes. I want to go into the commercial break, and I want to play the 60-second audio spot of all of the unions that sponsor this show and sponsor this Solidarity Today. Back in a minute. Philadelphia is a union town, and tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, was made possible by some of Philly's finest unions and their members. We are presented by CWA District 13 and their Vice President, Ed Mooney. Supported by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Gary Messino, Business Manager. Powered by Plumbers Local 690, John Kane, Business Manager. Fueled by the Newspaper Guild, Bill Ross, Executive Director. Along with the Iron Workers Local 401, Kevin Boyle, business manager. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor is also proudly sponsored by AFSCME DC 33 Local 1637, President Frank Halper, Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Wayne Miller, business manager, Steam Fitters Local 420, Anthony Gallagher, business manager, and the Iron Workers Local 405. Talk, listen, and speak to the Delaware Valley's most influential leaders every week on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Yeah, J-Doc, I wanted to play that 60-second audio clip um, just to drive home the point. So all of the members 
know and can feel, and sure. I think they do, the support from all of the unions oh, and yeah. from the union community. Absolutely. Uh, you know, no question about it. Going to sleep I, there? I, 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 I cut you, you off. You caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm like, good job. I froze him, Bill. Yeah, I mean. So, uh, you know, we want to end up with, obviously, Executive Director uh, Bill Ross. Um, uh, you know, it was a great show on Saturday. I get why you played it, and I'm uh, totally on board. And um, Bill, last words about, about you know, the, sh- the show of Solidarity today. Great job. Your members, I think, got their point. That, you know, they drilled it away. Hopefully. Um, the irony today is it's the one-year anniversary of the horrific shooting at the Capitol Gazette newspaper where uh, journalists were, were killed on the job, and um, we just send out our thoughts and our prayers to the remaining members that are there. The Guild now represents that newspaper uh, since that horrific day and uh, their families, so it's, uh, it's, it's a sad day in the journalism world. Um, and it's ironic that we would be demonstrating today and, and have such a show of solidarity from other unions in the city that support us. Let me ask you to close the show this way, Bill. Um, I don't want you to uh, talk to the members. I want you to talk to the public, to the general public, listening to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT uh, right now. Okay. The, uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer has been here 190 years. Um, a free press is is so valuable and important in today's world. We all realize that. So we hope that the, the listening public supports the Inquirer, buys the paper, reads the paper, the Daily News, Philly.com. But, um, you know, 190 years to, to, to do something that long and that successfully is something to ver- be very proud of. And uh, they should keep, like Joe said earlier, Joe uh, Jerry uh, Lenfest's vision and a dream alive. Well done, well said from Bill Was- Bill Ross, the executive director. J-Doc, I only have 15 seconds for you, and the clock starts now. No, hey, listen, uh, kudos to Bill Ross uh, and, and, and the, uh, the members on the executive board uh, of, the, of the News Guild here in uh, Greater Philadelphia for a job well done. Uh, we, you know, we hope that the individuals that were here understand we want no layoffs. I think the general public feels the same way, and labor supports the cause. Uh, only hope that the business and that they and they and they change them bylaws and let us fundraise for these people Correct. that's going to do it for this special edition of saturday night live with philly labor here on talk radio 1210 wpht we stand in full support of our good friends at the newspaper guild on behalf of jay doc on behalf of bill ross on behalf of all of the members i'm joe kraus see you next time everybody Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSCME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.